You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 106. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there. My name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. For this episode, I wanted to continue answering questions from my podcast audience. For those who may not be as familiar with the podcast, in past episodes, I've given out a phone number where you can call in and leave me a question about voice acting as a voicemail. From time to time, I'll pick the most relevant questions I receive and answer them here on the podcast. Let's get started. Let's answer some questions from you, our listeners. Hi, Kristen. My name is Eric, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I have kind of a complicated question for you, and I'm sure that being uh, as prolific as you are inside the voiceover world, I'm sure you've run into tons of people who've had this very same issue. Uh, my question is regarding jealousy and how you deal with um, watching someone new come into the game of voice acting and voiceover with next to no experience and just start crushing it in roles that you really wish that you could get. And then um, if, you know, someone else is an experienced uh, actor, having put a lot of time in, um, like I've taken a lot of classes at Second City, I've taken plenty of improv classes, I've been classically trained um, vocally for singing, been in um, vocal jazz and whatnot, I've been been acting since I was four. Um, I feel like I have a lot of know-how and from the roles and such that book, I feel like I do have an understanding of what it is that I do. And I guess pitted up against you know a friend of mine who I helped get set up and everything was able to coach into various roles and whatnot. I gotta admit I was a little bit jealous when we both go out for different parts inside the same show or same uh, cartoon or something, and she'd come away with it, and I wouldn't hit it and. I want to be happy for her, obviously, because, you know, it's my friend. I'm like, yeah, I want, I want to be happy for this person. I should be happy. I should not be jealous whatsoever because they may be in the same position I am and the roles may be reversed. So my question is, how do you deal with the feeling of, one, not being jealous of a friend, but, two, in that whole situation, it made me second-guess myself a lot as an actor and as a professional, and it made me feel like maybe, maybe I... I'm wrong about all of it. Maybe I'm not doing anything proper, um, despite all the training and all the classes and all the feedback I've gotten from my professors and my teachers. So, yeah, that's my question. How do you deal with jealousy and a feeling of not being adequate? Thanks a lot, Crystal, for the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully I'll be taking one of your, uh, your classes soon. Take care. Hi, Eric. Thanks for your question. I really appreciate your willingness to be so honest about your feelings. It takes courage to discuss these topics, and I'm grateful that you're giving me the opportunity to address them. Because your question involves some deep and sensitive subjects, I'd like to take this entire episode to explore them fully. I feel it will be helpful to so many of my listeners to learn along with us. To begin with, I want to break your question into two parts. 
Your first challenge seems to be figuring out how to deal with the feelings of jealousy you are experiencing. Your second challenge is feeling inadequate that you are not booking more roles when you feel that you have competitive acting skills. It's true that I know many people who struggle with these same issues. I even know one of them quite intimately. That's because I've personally had those exact same fears and doubts myself. I think almost any actor who is honest with themselves will admit that at some point they have been jealous of another actor's success, and they have doubted their own acting abilities because of their temporary inability to book work. So let's see if we can address each of these topics in turn and find a way to diffuse them so that all of us as actors can feel more confident moving forward in our artistry and our careers. First, let's talk about jealousy. In your question, you stated that you think you shouldn't feel jealous of your friend's accomplishments. I want to get it out there right now that I don't think you should be judging yourself for how you honestly feel. Your feelings are what they are, and it's only by addressing them without judgment that we can truly get them to relax and start serving you instead of getting in your way. Let's start by defining what you're actually feeling. I think what you're feeling is not really jealousy, but envy. Jealousy is the fear of losing something or someone that is precious to you. This is why people often feel jealousy if they are worried that their romantic partner might leave them for another person. I don't think that you are afraid of losing something, but rather you are afraid that your friend is achieving or acquiring something that you don't yet have, namely more voice acting work. Envy is the feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. That seems to be a more accurate description of your situation. So part of you feels envious of your friend's success, while another part of you disapproves of those feelings of envy. Being a nice person, you seem to be doing your best to imagine if the roles were reversed and put yourself in your friend's shoes. Your technique to try to diffuse your envy is to say that someday in the future, you may be employed more often than your friend, so you shouldn't feel envious now. While that is totally noble and may actually go a long way towards diffusing how bad you feel right now, I'm not convinced it's the most helpful way to think about it in the long run. This is because it still places you in comparison to your friend, and I'd love to come up with a way to think about it that leaves your friend completely out of the equation. You really don't want your feelings to be dependent on how much or how little success someone else has. Who knows when that day will come when your roles are reversed, and furthermore, would you really want to see your friends struggle? I've found in my own experience that no matter how much better you're doing than some of your peers, there will always be someone you know who is working on things you'd like to be working on, or booking more often, or getting more accolades. Wouldn't it be great to be free of the comparison game and be able to leverage the success of others into your own? This is why my first piece of advice may surprise you. I want you to make envy your ally. Instead of judging yourself for feeling envious or consoling yourself that your friend might have a reason to envy you someday, let's turn envy into empowerment. You see, the feeling of envy is not completely devoid of benefit. It's true that unchecked envy or deep feelings of covetousness can be detrimental because it can turn into a cycle of resentment and self-hatred. 
A person's envy also has the possibility to drive them to do immoral things when they feel helpless enough. But envy can also be a useful feeling if harnessed properly and responsibly. The feeling of envy has inspired many people to accomplish great things. Envy is a powerful motivator, and it's often the impetus for someone to achieve more than they ever thought possible. This is because envy, when transformed into resolve and enthusiasm, can take the emphasis off what someone else is doing and put it back where it belongs, on your own dreams. For example, your own feelings of envy have prompted you to take a more critical look at your acting process. Envy has inspired you to take action to try to improve your situation. You're reaching out to resources like my podcast to see if you can figure out how to feel better. You're also hoping to learn what you can do to change your approach to acting so you can achieve more satisfaction and success. These are all positive things that have the potential to make your life far more enjoyable and your skills that much greater. Often, someone else's success can provide a challenge that drives us to accomplish more. We see what someone else has, and we would like that for ourselves. When those desires are pursued in responsible and moral ways, we call it progress. The challenge is to allow those feelings of envy to inspire us to achieve our desires, rather than using those feelings of envy to criticize or demoralize ourselves. Sometimes when we feel envious of another person, our first feelings are of helplessness or inadequacy, which are quickly followed by anger and frustration. We feel upset that someone else has what we want, and helpless to achieve it ourselves. Then we become angry at ourselves or at the system. One reason envy can so quickly transform into anger or resentment is because too often we believe we can't have what someone else has. Either we doubt our own abilities, or we feel that the game is unfair, or we mistakenly think there's only one first prize, and if someone else takes it, we can't get it ourselves. Nothing could be further from the truth. Voice acting is not a zero-sum game. No one gets the gold medal in voice acting and beats out every other voice actor to get it. Instead, the world of voice acting is an ecosystem, and each of us can find our own niche or habitat where we are most successful. There is room for everyone. The trick is finding your niche. Some voice actors excel in the worlds of animation and video games. Others have a knack for commercials and promos. Still others are good at narration and audiobooks. Everyone has their own special affinities and abilities. This is the case even within different genres of voice acting. In the world of animation, you may not be booking as many jobs as your friend is, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're not skilled. It may be that your friend has simply found a niche in the ecosystem where they fit really well. They may have a certain vocal quality or an attitude to their performances that is currently popular or well-suited for a specific type of show. Your niche may just be different. You could be equally as marketable, but maybe for other types of characters or different voice acting genres. The challenge is to figure out if you are truly maximizing your skills in those areas and how you can best market yourself to potential employers for the voice acting jobs that you are most suited for. 
I know that you have said that you have spent a lot of time training and studying acting. I too spent a lot of time in school studying with teachers that I admired. However, once I graduated, I found that there was a huge difference between being successful within the sheltered environment of an acting school and being successful in professional environments in the outside world. They are radically different ecosystems, and it takes time and effort to learn to navigate each new market you move into as a voice actor. While I'm truly grateful for everything I learned and each experience I had while in my high school, college, and graduate school acting programs, there was still much I needed to learn once I had my boots on the ground trying to compete in Los Angeles as a professional. You may have developed skills that served you well within your school environment, but it may be time for you to recalibrate your radar to real world requirements in the industry. Hopefully, the idea of figuring out what it takes to be competitive in the world of professional voice acting is exciting to you. Especially now that we've established you're only competing with yourself. You can use your friend's initial success in finding her niche as an opportunity to get better at finding your own. Analyze what she's doing, even if she's personally unaware of it, and see how what she's bringing to auditions. Makes her suitable for the niche she's slotting into. This is a great way to diffuse your envy and turn her success to your advantage. Focusing on maximizing your own marketability will improve not only your acting skills, but your business acumen as well. Once you understand that there is a niche for you somewhere, you'll start thinking like a business person and pursue that niche until you find it. Then you won't resent your friend's success. Because you'll be too busy achieving success of your own. Learning how to be professionally competitive in voice acting can be incredibly empowering. One of the first things you can do to calibrate your own acting and marketing radar is to start thinking about the industry from the producer's point of view. If you were in charge of casting an animated show, who would you hire to play your characters? As an experiment. Choose a popular and successful current animated film or TV series, and try mentally casting your acting colleagues in the show. How would you cast your friends? How would you cast yourself? Be brutally honest. Would you cast your friends in certain roles before you would cast yourself? If you take this experiment seriously. And truly imagine that millions of dollars and a studio's financial success are depending on your ability to find the right performers for certain roles. You will immediately start thinking about your own acting work differently. You'll begin to understand how important it is for producers to find actors who can play certain character types better than anyone else. You'll also start to be honest with yourself about whether or not your performing style and acting skills. Are most appropriate for those roles. If, after doing this exercise, you realize that you're not currently as desirable to a producer as some of your acting colleagues, then it's time to think critically about your acting skills and get to work on improving them. This leads us to the second half of your question: How can one deal with feeling inadequate as a voice actor? Every actor has dry spells. Times in their professional career when they are not booking as many jobs as they'd like. There are many reasons why an actor may not be working as much. 
The first is that acting is a cyclical business. Sometimes there are lots of voice acting jobs that suit your style and skill set. Sometimes there aren't. The voiceover world ebbs and flows, and rarely is a voice actor employed on a consistent and regular basis week in and week out. As a professional, you need to be prepared for the cyclical nature of the industry and accept that it is what it is. However, based on how you worded your question, it seems that these auditions you're going out for are jobs that you feel that you should be able to win, but that you're not succeeding in doing so. The fact that you haven't been cast in these projects has made you doubt your abilities and shaken your confidence. The key to unraveling this downward spiral of doubt is to be truly and deeply honest with yourself about two things. Your passion for voice acting and the true level of your abilities. Often, I interact with students and even professionals who complain that they are not having the success in voice acting that they feel they deserve. They feel like they are doing everything right, and yet they are still not getting the results they want. I can feel their dissatisfaction, and I want to help them if I can. More often than not, what is holding them back is one or both of two problems. They either lack a true passion for voice acting, or they lack truly professional acting skills. Some people say they want to voice act, but what they really want is the attention or the accolades or the involvement in certain shows they like. When it comes time for them to practice the actual craft of voice acting, most of them lack motivation or commitment, because the acting process in and of itself isn't all that fascinating to them. They never seem to get around to developing the skills they know they need in order to become a better performer. The ones who do stick with the process do it out of responsibility, slogging through the acting exercises and banging their heads against the wall out of some kind of acting martyrdom. Like, if they eat enough lima beans and do enough chores, they'll be rewarded with a gold star at the end. Neither of these situations can result in a truly successful acting career, because both lack the passion and fascination it takes to really shine as an actor. While it sounds like you're definitely not in the first camp, which tends to produce hobbyists and dilettantes, I want to make sure you're not in that noble and long-suffering second group, the ones who simply think hard work and following all the rules will get them rewarded in the end. I want to confirm that you're in this for the fascination acting holds for you, and not just for the results you might glean from being able to call yourself a voice actor. Take a moment to reaffirm what is fascinating about acting to you. Maybe it's the characters. Maybe it's the stories. Maybe it's the joy of collaborating with others. Whatever your fascination might be rooted in, make sure to use it to inspire you to practice your craft without reservation or hesitation. People who are truly fascinated by a subject are indefatigable in their pursuit of it. If, in the end, you can be honest with yourself and acknowledge that maybe in your heart of hearts you just don't care that much about voice acting, that's okay, too. It means you're now one step closer to finding your true passion, which may lie elsewhere. In that case, the best thing to do is to follow your true passion 
rather than try and force yourself to pursue voice acting. Be honest with yourself and pursue what you truly care about, even if it's not voice acting. But what if you truly do care about voice acting? What if you have no reservations about practicing your craft and you feel that voice acting really is your highest excitement? If you find that even with all that passion and commitment, that you're still not getting the results you want, then it's time to be honest with yourself about your acting abilities. Chances are, you aren't as professionally competitive as you think you are. Maybe you're just not aware of your own strengths and how best to take advantage of them. Maybe you're auditioning for the wrong roles because you're unfamiliar with your true niche. My advice is to find coaches who are currently working in the voice acting fields you'd like to pursue. Learn from those who are having to test their skills in the professional marketplace on a daily basis. Working voice artists know what will get you hired. They know what producers are looking for because they are constantly having to compete in today's voiceover world. Ask them for direct and constructive feedback. You're on a mission to discover what it is you need to do to be able to play in the major leagues. So be relentless. Tell your coaches not to hold anything back and listen to their advice without self-judgment. This is not about your validity as a person. This is about your marketability as a product. Learning to maximize your marketability may require you to rethink how you're approaching your performances. It may require that you take some more classes. I realize that you feel that you've already studied with many reputable teachers, but what you're looking to do now is to think like a professional. To do this, you need to immerse yourself in the professional world, see where your skills are lacking, and be relentless about bringing those skills up to par. Listen critically to performances you admire. Can you voice match their performances? Can you voice match them well enough that a studio like Disney or Warner Brothers would be eager to hire you to play that character? If not, practice voice matching them more. Constantly be recording yourself and checking your performances against those people who are actually working in the field. Is your acting competitive with theirs? If it isn't, can you tell what they are doing differently from you? Do you understand their acting choices? Can you articulate what is compelling about their performances? Learning how to articulate what you appreciate about an actor's performance can be immensely helpful in understanding what it took for them to make that character so believable. Above all, do your utmost to be honest with yourself without making it personal. Your acting abilities have nothing to do with your personal self-worth. They are simply tools to practice your passion and your craft. If you're not getting the results you want, it's an impersonal matter of studying what works and making adjustments until you succeed. Do whatever it takes to strengthen and develop your artistry. If you immerse yourself in what it takes to make your acting better, and you focus entirely on mastering your new skills, you will be so busy growing that you won't have time to feel inadequate. Use your fascination to fuel your studies. Realize that the work you are putting in is making you a better artist and a more expansive human being. 
There are so many benefits to be had from being honest enough with yourself to realize what you need to work on as an artist. Do your best to enjoy the process and remember to be good to yourself. Don't use a challenge or a setback as another opportunity for self-criticism. Just chalk it up, learn what you can from the experience, and try again. There will always be more auditions and more lessons. Understand that all successful artists are constantly growing and expanding their skill set throughout their careers. And no one is on top all of the time. You are in good company. Hopefully you can understand now how useful your feelings of envy can be and how harnessing them can actually serve you. Don't beat yourself up for having human emotions. That doesn't help anyone. Instead, use those emotions to get the success you want so you and all your friends can have a great time being successful together. Be honest with yourself every step of the way and do all you can to learn from those who are succeeding in the areas where you want to excel. I have faith that you'll be able to find both the serenity and the confidence you're looking for and that you'll use this challenge to move you forward. It's all within your power. Thanks to Eric for his great question. If any of my listeners would like to call in with your own thoughts, thank yous, or questions, the number is 323-696-2655. Please remember to state your first name and what city in the world you're calling from before leaving your message. I'll include this call-in number in the blog post associated with this episode at voiceactingmastery.com. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>